We're on page Ayin Aleph. The name of the parak is Binyan Pnimi Yisraelif. We'll just be able to start because it's going to be the summer. But to start, Binyan Pnimi Yisraelif. How to build, how to build the inside of the heart. To build an inner world within ourselves. Binyan Pnimi Yisraelif. What does a person do during the course of, of a day? There many things. There's tefillah, there's davening, tire and learning, mitzvahs. means eating and work and so on. What is it that binds together all of the different things that a person does in the day? Because it's very, it's very bad as we're going to talk about to live in in an alma de piruda. This world itself is by nature a world of separation, alma de piruda, and a person can get lost in the among the trees and lose sight of the forest. During the course of the day, even if a person is involved in good things, these are fine things, davening and tire mitzvahs and taking care of work and children, whatever it might be, school, things that a person does in the course of the day. But what is the nakuda? What is that point that takes the person out of the alma de piruta, the world of separation, and brings him into the world of yichud, of, of oneness? Mayin nakuda hamachadis is kolamaisim. We have to place the words of the Mesil Shasham in the first parak in front of our eyes. But Amchal writes there very, very, very important thing. Amchal explains the beginning of Mesil Shasham that the Ikimitsiyas Ha'adam, the main purpose of man's existence in this world, the reason why it is here, Hurak lekayim mitzvus velavid velamid binisayim is to be mekayim mitzvus and to serve Hashem and to be able to be strong and to withstand the nisayinus, the tests of this world. Therefore, it is proper that all of one's that one should turn all of one's attention and all of the person does. Should be Labarius to the Creator. And there shouldn't be any other Tachlis and anything that the person does in his life. In cotton, whether it's a small thing, or it's a great thing. The Tachlis of everything that a person does in this world is to draw closer to Hashem. And to break down all of the barriers that are blocking between a human being and a Kaddish Baruch. If a person lives with this paragraph from Mesil Shashar, be a different life. Whatever a person is able to think about, anything that a person can think of, that will somehow be a means towards this goal, towards this objective of kurva, the kurva hazais, to bring to greater closeness between himself and Hashem's Baruch. Yir achrav, he should pursue it. 
Yerdeif Achra, Fiyachazbai, and should grab it. Should pursue anything that a person thinks, of course, sometimes it's not clear, many times it's not clear, Mitzvah is sure, Davening, but a person has to sometimes ask to look into something. But if it becomes clear that for that person, this is something that could bring him closer to Kazh Baruch Hu, since that's the tachlis of a person's being in this world, Saddam Khal says, You shouldn't just do it, you should run after it. And if there's anything that could be considered an obstruction to achieving that, if there's anything that's in the way, that's standing between oneself and that objective of kivas or kim of closest to Hashem, yivrach mimenu kebayrech min ha'esh. You should run away from that, like running away from a fire. It's a person, a person, even a, someone that doesn't know the ins and outs of halacha, and is not always where in a place where you could ask somebody that's more knowledgeable. It's not always possible. Sometimes a person has to make a split second, a split second decision, and it's not always possible to find out to ask. If a person lives with this Ramchal, we'll talk more about it in a minute. If a person lives with this Ramchal and asks himself or herself, does this seem to me to be something that fits into that objective, that tachlis of my life, which is kivus alakim, which is to get closer to Hashem's Baruch? Or is this something which could be in the way of kivus alakim, of closeness to Hashem? To ask oneself, maybe it's possible to close the door in Thank you. If if it's a person asks himself, a person asks himself that question. So when a person lives without always that question, this first this first paragraph of is this if it's something which which honestly, without fooling myself, if this is something which seems to clearly to clearly fit in to that objective of kirvis alakim of closeness to Hashem, then I should do it. If I can. I should try my hardest to do it. If it's something which is the opposite if it's something which is the opposite, then I should then I should stay away from it. So what happens many times in life is that you think that it's that maybe it's just neutral. In other words, it's not something that it's not something that's going to bring me closer. It's not something that's going to push me away. If a person is very, very re- brutally honest, then you realize that there, there's very few things like that in life. 99.9% of the things in life either bring you closer or push you further away. They might not push you far away, Chashashon, but <clears throat> the B'ditshavah said, and I mentioned many times over the years, that everything in life is either a Si'ir Lashem or it's a Si'ir Lazazel. You know on Yom Kippur, those two goats, they look very similar. According to Allah, they have to be, they have to be just about identical. One of them ends up in a bad place. We don't have to talk about that. The other one is brought into the Beis HaMikdash. It brings kapara for the whole Jewish people. It's a Gavaldigya thing. And they look so similar. And they have to cause the same and look the same and weigh the same, be the same height and so on. There's halachas about the two seirim. One goes Lashem, and the other one is thrown off the mountain and his bones are smashed and so on. So, 
One is Yaakov, the other one is Esav. They look so similar. The Radichva said that in life, whereas they say in the world at large that there's something that's called gray, it's not black and white. That's only because you don't know, or you're not thinking. The emphasis is that it's either for or against. It's not neutral. It's not neutral. Those things that are called divarishus, eating, sleeping, socializing, of course these are things that are permitted. That particular experience of eating or socializing, is that something that brings you closer to Hashem? Or that friend, that acquaintance, is that a friendship that that brings you closer to Hashem? Or is it a friendship that pushes you a little bit away or further away or cools off your Avedis Hashem? Everything in life is this question. If it's something which is an empty Kurva Hazais, the Ramachal says, if it's a means of achieving this, which is the tachas of our lives, then do it. Then go for it and grab it and don't let go. If it's if it's something which is the opposite, then one has to run from it like from a fire. If they run away from it like a fire, not to be ashamed, not to be embarrassed. Like the Ramah says at the beginning of Shulchanach, no matter what people say about you, no matter what you think, if it's something which is taking you further from Hashem, you run away from it like a fire. Yivrach kebarech men that's, these, these are the words of the Ramchal. So the author explains, The Ramchal is teaching us here a rule, a klal. For all of one's actions. As I just said from the Badit it's a klal really that doesn't have a Yaitzim and a klal. It's just sometimes we don't know. We don't know. But the truth is that it's a klal. It's a rule without any exceptions. It's the question that a person asks before everything that he does. And it has to accompany a person in everything that he does and wherever he goes and whatever he does. When you choose a profession, where you choose, where you go to work, with friends, where you live, where you, where you, where you, even where you, where you daven, where you, who you marry, and those are very big things. And even the smaller things, the smaller things. That's that's what it means to be a Jew. Is this Lashem? If it's not Lashem, then it's Lazazel. There's no, there's nothing in between. Lashem or Lazazel. And anybody who says to you that. Why you see things very much in black and white? That's very. So you could say that's 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 exactly it. That's true. That's and you could tell them to learn the first paragraph of the Mesil Shasham carefully. And when people start to talk and ask questions like that about maybe things are not so, there's a gray area. Whenever you hear the, those words, there's a gray area. It's a simon that you're hearing something that's coming from the Sitrach or from the other side. Whenever you hear those words, it's coming from the Sitrach. It's not coming from Kadshba. There's nothing like that. It's either it is or it isn't, period. It either brings you closer to Hashem Baruch Hu, or it takes you further away from Him, period. Even how a person eats or sleeps or drinks, everything. And either it is Kirvis or away from the Baruch Shalom. That's not something which is politically correct, you understand. It doesn't fit in. In America, in the Western culture over the past 20, 30 years, everything is 
if it, if it, if it makes you feel good, then it's okay. If that's something which is, that's something which uh, you think is alright. As if there's no objective truth. It's just a matter of, it's just a matter of how you feel about it and how it seems to you and so on. Certainly, there are differences of opinion in halacha, and one has to seek a psak halacha. Sometimes it's a question of halacha, and as long as you have a psak din from a a, a a person who is on the level to give a psak din, then you're okay. But this is a big claw. This is a big rule. Yeah, there's some what she is. This is a claw. Shliya laadam shum. Even the smallest thing. That's the that's the goal of our lives. That's the ideal Jewish life. This is the first thing that a person does to prepare for anything he does in life. To recognize that the tachlis of what I'm going to do is l'hizkarev to get closer to Hashem. Moshlam ha'davadam. To what can this be compared? Adam ne'seil yushalayim alabinei brak. Let's say a person is traveling. He's an ne'seil. He's traveling to Yushalayim but to b'nei brak. Yatso esar b'emtsan ne'seil. So somebody stops you. You stop for whatever reason in the middle of the trip. Yushaluhu lahechan ha'neseil. And somebody asks you, where are you going? If a person answers, Shachachti, I don't remember. I don't remember. It'll be a very big wonder to you. Somebody is driving, he's going, he's uh, traveling 50, 60 miles an hour. It could be 70, 80, 90 miles an hour. And the person is going somewhere, and he pulls over for every reason. He schmooze with him, and you say, Where are you headed? And he says, I have no idea. I don't know. You would think that's very strange. You'd be worried about such a person. I remember that I had, uh, there was a, a rabbi of mine who was a, a very, very, very big genius. And I met him, I met him uh, on the street once, by stores in Queens on Main Street. And I and I asked him, rabbi, is everything okay? He was just walking up and down the block. I saw him walking and I asked him, rabbi, why are you here? So he said, I don't know. I said, so I, I was a little bit frightened by that. I said, is everything okay? He said, oh, everything is fine. This is my, my wife told me to come here. I don't remember what she said to me. Because he, did, he wasn't really paying attention. He was supposed to buy something or get something or go somewhere. So I had to call the rabbits. I called the rabbits in there. And to, to find out, he was, in, you know, he was in a different world. He, wasn't, he knew that he had to go to Main Street for something. But when he got there, he wasn't sure what was going on. <laughs> so there is such a thing. That's that's a sweet uh, uh, that's a sweet example of that, but that's not usually how it is in life. If a person if a person forgets where he's going to, it's a very very bad sign. How could a person forget where he's going? Anybody that would do that, you would think it's not something's not right. First of all, if the person forgot where he needs to go, he's certainly going to get, go somewhere wrong. He's going to get lost. He's going to go someplace. He forgot where he has to go to. He doesn't know where he's going to. 
even and even if he doesn't make a mistake, page Ayn basement, that's on the photo step. Even if he doesn't he, even if there's some there's some miracle he ends up you know in the right place. He says, there's still something there's still something wrong with the person. there's some there's something missing in the person. So sometimes he could remember that he had to go to a certain place and he ends up in the right place, but he doesn't remember why he went there. That means something, God forbid, is wrong. The person is not well. The person would go in such a way. So in Cain, that's the marshal. If you think about it, I think everybody, every one of us understands the Nimshal without it being written for us. I mean, it's very... Uh, it's very painful for us to, to to admit the the how simple this nimshal is, how the marshal is so simple. In Cain, this principle, this klal, this rule of the mesil sasham with Ramchal is clear to all of us. Where are you going in life? What's your tachlis? What's your tachlis? And if somebody pulls us over on the side during our journey just because it's a longer journey doesn't mean that you're entitled to get all together for lunch and you're not to get lost it could be much scarier than a trip from Yishalayim to Bnei Brak this world so somebody pulls you over and says Abid, where are you going? and you don't and you don't remember where you're going you don't remember you don't remember what your tachlis is you don't remember why you were put into this earth you don't remember what your goal is what your objective is you don't remember. And what about and, and what about if for some reason, if if for some reason, uh, you end up doing a nice thing here and a good thing there, but you have no inkling of an understanding, a reason of what is it that your objective and your goal is? It's just you happen to go to the right place. You happen to do the right thing. That's also something that's not right. It's better than the first thing, but it's also not right. So that's what he's explaining. Each one of us is Shema Mitzvahs. Everybody here is, everybody here is observant of Torah Mitzvahs. That means every single one of us believes that the Tachlis of life, as Ramchal says that nobody argues with, that the Tachlis of life, the goal and objective of our lives, the destination is Kirvah Salakim. Is close in stasha, is to be attached to Baruch. Everyone knows. The question is, the difference between one Jew and another is not as far as knowing the objective. Every single one of us would answer correctly the question of what's the tachlis of life. We're not talking. Uh, to, to children who would say that the tachlis of life is that I should make a lot of money or the tachlis of life is that I should be happy and so on talking to intelligent, mature, observant Jews the tachlis of life is kibbis kid is attachment to the bari, to the creator to reveal kabbat shamayim in our lives and in this world that's the tachlis every single one of us would say that yet, yet in the course of a, of a regular day and, the, and certainly through the course of our lives we could be, we could be pulled over on the side millions of times and be asked in the midst of something what are you doing, where are you going 
so you might know the answer I know where I have to go but that that realization that that awareness of my destination is something that doesn't live with me I forget it along the way therefore I'm constantly getting lost I'm constantly doing things I shouldn't be doing saying things I shouldn't be saying thinking things I shouldn't be thinking going to places I shouldn't be going to wanting things I shouldn't be wanting even though intellectually even though intellectually I know what the tachlis is but I, I don't live with that and, and I don't remember it in the middle of in the middle of, of what I'm doing I don't remember that but heichen hadvarim I'm sorry. How alive is this with a person? This is the question. How consistent is that thought in your mind? Asking yourself, what's the tachlis? This thing that I want to do or that I'm thinking of doing, does this help me get to Yerushalayim? Is this going to bring me to Yerushalayim? Or is this going to get me sidetracked from Yerushalayim? This friend, this person that I know, spending time with this person, getting closer to this person, is this going to bring me to what I believe to be as my destination? Now, I do say that that's not my destination. You can say that. That's not my destination. My destination is to have fun. Or my destination is to, is to make a lot of money. In that case, the answer to the question would be, if this is a very rich person who has all kinds of uh, has all kinds of uh, ins into into that world of wealth. Then my my objective is somehow by being attached to this person that that wealth should affect me and I should somehow gain something as a result of that relationship. Then then that's my goal. My goal is not Yushalayim. My goal might be Wall Street. I'm not just near you. That's a different objective. That's a different goal. But if you claim to want to get to Yushalayim, there's a way to get to Yushalayim. There's a way to get to Yerushalayim. And, and if you don't live with that machshava, am I going to Yerushalayim? Is this something that's bringing me closer to Yerushalayim? Or is this something which is getting me sidetracked? Or God forbid, it could be a setback. As we said, it's not really just a matter of the side. It's backwards. You, every, every normal person works towards getting to his destination. Any person, that's, that's what any person will do. It would, be the, it would be the silliest thing for somebody to take a train that's going uptown and they ask you, where are you going? You say, well, I'm going downtown. And they tell you, you know, this train's going uptown. They say, that's how I know that. They'd, they'd lock you up somewhere. So what do you mean? You said you want to go downtown. You're going uptown. I, I think that eventually it'll, it'll come around. That's not, that's not a normal answer. Every single person, every single person lives with... Even the simplest, simplest person lives with the machshava of what his goal and what his objective is. And he plans out his steps in accordance to that. If a Jew, if a Jew claims that his objective is kivus alakim, then he has to live with that goal in mind and he has to follow the directions to Yerushalayim. He has to follow the directions to that, to that tachlis, which is kivus alakim. That means that he has to ask, is this, does this right turn that, I'm, that I want to make, or this left turn, is this turn, is this a way to get to Yerushalayim? And if you ask people that have been there and that know it and are familiar with the directions, 
But is this a way that goes to Yerushalayim? And someone says, no, no, if you want to go to Yerushalayim, don't, don't go over here. This is not for, this is not for people who want Yerushalayim, this turn. You have to go the other way. That's how you go to Yerushalayim. You have to ask and you, along, along the way. How do I go? That's what the Ramchal is saying. And to live with that. We all know that truth. We all know what the goal is. But are you living with that? Are you thinking about it? And if you think about it, then you ask yourself before what everything that you do in life, is this is this something what I what I'm thinking of doing? Is this something that is bringing me closer to that goal? Or is it something which is taking me further away? And if the answer is it's not here or there, it's just a way of standing still, then you're then you're fooling yourself. Because there's no such thing. How much do you live with that and how much do you feel that inside of you? Look how, how far reaching this is. There's a discussion in Halacha among the Poskim. The post can discuss a situation where a person is davening. He davened. In halacha, there's a discussion that there could be such a thing that a person who davens and doesn't remember that he davened. Doesn't remember that he davened. I don't know if it ever happened to anybody that you're saying Krishna and the words... You know you said but you're just not sure if it was the one from the first paragraph or the and uh, that's something that every Jew goes through every now and then especially like uh, uh, if it's if you're tired of a Friday night that's uh, used to have you know in 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 yeshiva we used to take turns to make sure the other one was was awake and but you're not sure you know I said those words I'm not sure. I'm not sure with some of these words. I know I said it, but I'm not sure if I'm at the first paragraph of Kirishma or if I, if I already made it up ahead to Vayim Shemaya. I'm not sure. There could be such a thing. There could be such a thing whether you, know, you don't remember if you daven. I remember when I was when I was around 15, 16 years in, in the shul, that I was in a shul on Shabbos where there was Mincha was there Mincha. It was an unbelievable, noisy place. Mincha Shabbos. And, uh, and Davening was coming to an end, and Kamat didn't notice that there was any davening going on. And there was somebody that said, "Well, we didn't. What, what about laning? You know, Mincha Shabbos, you lane, you read the Torah." This guy didn't know that they they laned. <laughs> he didn't know that, they, that anybody laned. In other words, the sefer was taken out, was put on the table. Some kid got up and was was laning. And this guy's in the middle of a conversation the whole time, and, and then he got upset. He said, how come, you know, it's Shabbos Milch, you have to lane. What's going on over here? He saw everybody was getting ready for Shemun Esri, and, and, uh, and nobody laned. And you have to lane Milch Shabbos. There is such a craziness that a person can get so sidetracked that halacha, it's embarrassing, but halacha has to deal with all the things in life, and this is something that halacha deals with as well. If a person doesn't remember, did I daven or didn't I daven? He's davening, he doesn't even know that he's davening. He's saying words, he's so detached from the words and the thoughts that he doesn't remember. Claim, you're talking, 
Matzer Shabbai Etzem Maisei Hatfila Shalom Aisek Ba Yehalim Ezechron. There is such a thing that a person doesn't die. Dav Minchad. I think so. I remember. Imagine a person saying, "Did I get married?" I remember. A person doesn't doesn't remember. Did I Dav Minchad today? Did I bench? Not sure I benched. Somebody says, "Did you eat?" Oh no, I ate. But I'm not sure I benched. Could be such a thing that it could be so that a person could be so detached from from what he does that he's worse than the guy that stopped along the road and doesn't remember where he's going, doesn't even remember where he came from, doesn't remember where he left at all. So I don't know where I'm coming from. I don't know where I'm. Going. I don't know anything. A person could be so shakur, could be so immersed and embedded in other things. That it's possible that he said mincha and it didn't register. That he benched and it didn't register at all. It doesn't have, doesn't recall whether he benched. Doesn't remember if he davened. While he was saying it, was was he someplace else? Was he was he embedded mamish in in another in another place, so far away from from that machshava of living with that thought of where am I going with these words? These are words that have to take me closer to Yerushalayim. I spoke about that last Shabbat, not this past Shabbos, the Shabbos, the Shabbos before. No, last Shabbos. Avon Meisha Menachno. Meisha Menu says to Yisro. There are difficulties, and it's. But if you want to join us, if you could join us to Klai Yisro, it's taking us a while to get to Yerushalayim. Avon Meisha Menachno. We're on our way, and that's the life of every Jew. To be a nosei, vayhi ben soya ha'aron. It's the pesh shabbos. Vayhi ben soya, nosei manachno, nosei manachno. To know where am I going? What's the tachlis of my life? And this, this turn that I'm making is this a, a turn that brings me toward Yerushalayim, or takes me away from Yerushalayim? Akadosh Baruch Hu anat. B'chol tchum, acha b'chayim. With any other area of life, Krishna's kana, as we mentioned, there's no such thing. You should do something without knowing about it, unless God forbid you're not well. The person who's driving has to know where he's driving. If you come to the store, if you come to the store, you have to know what you went to the store for. Of course, it happens. People get, start to get older; they start to forget, and you could go to the store and walk in, and. Uh, not remember what you were supposed to get, so you have to start writing a list. But you want to know, and you, and you, you realize that when you come to the store, you come to the store, you have to, you came here to get certain things. So what's my talk? I came here to, to stomp to walk around this this place. I came here to get something. What did I come here to get? Either you write a list and you have it written down, or you, or you have a machshava and you with that machshava and you come to the store and you go with that machshava. I had to buy this, I had to get this, I had to go there. You go with that machshava. Nothing, there's nothing in life that a person can stop going and it happens. It doesn't just happen. It has to go with the machshava. And you have to know what is it you want to do. If a guy is sitting by the steering wheel, the hag is the steering wheel. If you're sitting by the steering wheel, and you're driving, then what happens if God forbid him? What happens if a person doesn't pay attention for a second? 
the person takes his mind off of the steering wheel, off the road, for a second, for a split second. I feel that regardless of it's not regardless of it, for a second, for a split second. If you're distracted, if you if you want to read something along the way, or if you want to you want to wave to a friend, or or that's what's so dangerous with the cell phones and the cars and all these things. That if you take if you take your mind, if you have a hesaradas, you take your mind off of the road that's in front of you, even for a split second. You can go through it cause a terrible tragedy, a terrible accident. So nothing that a person does in life. Driving is just a muscle, because it's much more dangerous, obviously. But it's like that with everything in life. Only a person who's not well just sets out without knowing what he's doing, without any destination, without any objective or goal or practice, he just... But anybody that's normal, he's not Messiah Das. He doesn't take his mind off of his goal, off of his objective. What should we do? Our way of being Jews, our life of Jews, sometimes, sometimes, very often, doesn't even equal the amount of attention that a person has while he's sitting at the, at the wheel driving his car. Even that much we don't pay attention to our Yiddishkeit. A person that's sitting and driving has his mind all of the time on where he has to go. He knows that he has to. He knows that he has to pay attention to the road. And he has to watch where he's going. Even that, when it comes to Yiddishkeit, even that. That's what he says. V'tzuras achaim shalom b'avodas Hashem loy tamid mati imal la'isa nahagi yeshev liad hagi that our our way of avodas Hashem. Many times our whole tzuras achaim is Jews. Doesn't doesn't equal the way that a person would. Pay attention when he's at the wheel. Hecha notes shorish What's the root of this problem? Why is that? Why is it that we that we've become so sidetracked and lost that we can't even head towards Yerushalayim the way that a person would be driving his car if he was going from the neighborhood to Yerushalayim? We can't go that way. Everybody knows the great Yisait, the most basic, the most basic principle of all of one's avodas Hashem. As the Ramchal defines it over there, true perfection, harak hadvekas bayisbar. True perfection is only the vacuous attachment to Hashem. For whom Hashem David Amalach Aimer, and that's what David Amalach said, Vani Kevasa Lekibli Taif. That in my life, which is good, meaning the Tachas in my life is Kevasa Lekim, closest to Hashem. Adam Tzarech Lahagil Hakar. Our problem is that we might officially, we might officially claim that our objective and our goal is Kivas Elohim. But we don't truly live with that and think about it, and it's not really our, our objective and goal. We would like that to happen somehow. We'd like somebody else to drive us there, not to have to be at the wheel. It'd be much easier, and now they have the GPS, 
you can get you can get it's a it's a shemichai. You can just get in the car and you put on the, you punch into place, and then you drive. You don't have to really look. It tells you make it right here, make it left there, go two miles, do this, do that. You don't have to even know what town you're in or what city. You just have to know for those ten seconds when you get into the car and you just put it onto the computer, onto the machine, and then they they they, they even call this to have a machine. It's called a Novi. You saw this. That's a that's a very good brand of a, a GPS. It's called. Somebody was kind enough to give me as a gift. It's called a Navi. That's what's called a Navi. That's the name of the thing. It's called a Navi. Not the way they say it in American Navi, but the way they said it in the old days, a Navi. That's what's called a Navi. And you don't have to. You just you just walk into the car and and you ask the Navi for directions. And you put in and you say please. And you say I have to go to this and this street in this place. I have to go to Bayside and Queens. I don't know where this place is. And I have to this this uh, this street. I have to go to, and you put in the this thing, and then it says go, and you can press if you want. Uh, if you want a guy, you want a girl. Do you have an English accent? You have you can, whatever you like. And then and then and then you could just you could just go, and it says go here, go this way. <clears throat> and that's that's also a, a marshal of, of how a person would like it to be. But to always be driven by somebody else, have somebody else be focused and think of where they're going, where you yourself could just be daydream and be on the phone yapping and doing other things, and then somehow to end up in the right place. Nobody in his right mind would say that about anything in life, only with Yiddishkeit do people say that. Even if you wanted the, the, the smallest little job to do, even if you wanted to, even if you wanted to, to bake a cake, I brought Hashem live in a house with a lot of girls and, and my wife, and I see when there's a simcha, something what goes on over there. I, I have to I have to duck when I walk into the kitchen. There's so much stuff going on. I walk out, I have flour all over me, and I know what's going on. And they have the, all the instructions, and they have big, big svarim out, all big things, and papers and svarim, and they're making phone calls. To my sister, I was listening. My sister has got this a little bit of a knage in the recipe that if you do this, it's, it's even better than than what it says in the uh, what it says in the Chumash. You do even, there's a way to add to it something. It's a very and people. Uh, uh, the, if you want to make a cake, what is a cake? By the time you finish with it, the guys already ate it. By the time you're already done with it, it comes out from the oven. Whatever it's already finished, and you put into that. So much thought to follow. It says a half a teaspoon of this and a cup of that and of this. And yeah, oh, I have to get the brown sugar. You know, get this and you have to. Oh, and, it's, and you have to. And then, and you're so careful, didactic. Why? Sometimes why do you why do you so? I see you looking at that safer and you're following it so carefully. And you see that you're diving so much. What are you What are you doing? What are you, What What are you trying to get at? So I'm trying to get at a. I'm trying to get at a, a, a marble cake. So for that. A person has to follow the directions, right? And if you don't follow the directions, so n- n- uh, only only a, a crazy person would, would do, it says to put in the oven. You say you don't put in the oven. No, I don't agree with that. I'm putting I'm putting this mix. I'm putting this outside. I'm putting it outside. But it says after everything you did, the only thing you have to do at the end is to put it into the oven and put it up to date. So I disagree with that. I don't, I, 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 you know what? I'm tired. Already. I had to follow 14 different steps. I have no kindness to put it in the oven. But with you, just kind of do that all the time. All the time. But nobody would do it with a cake, which is not anything. 
If there's not anything, this cake or that cake. Most of the time it's not even that people should eat. It's just look a certain way on the table. And, it, 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 the, and the whole thing is, is and with that, the person would say, I, I don't have the I, I don't have the kaiches. Uh, I I forgot I forgot why I'm mixing all these things together. And as you start somebody's there in, 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 in the kitchen doing all these things, cracking eggs and thorns and things, doing that, and you ask, what are you doing? I don't know. I, I think maybe it's an egg cracking contest. I don't. I think I signed up somewhere for an egg cracking contest, and you just stand there and hold it. You're a crazy person. I know what you're doing. What are you doing? They look in the book. You're making this uh, super duper deluxe uh, chiffon uh, delight cake or whatever from the Rabbitsons, from the Baba Rabbitsons' grandmother or something. You're making this cake, right? Oh, tacky. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Well, so you stand there like cracking eggs. You're making something. So you hurt yourself. But when it comes to Yiddish guy, it doesn't even get that much. Not even where the person puts into a cake. It doesn't get. The halacha says you're in Milish Mess, you don't remember you're the Havnik Shmes. Finished, I did finish, I don't remember Shmes, I don't know. Akadekach can a person not live with the tachlis of kivisilakin li taiv. What am I doing today? What am I doing? Where am I going? Where am I going? You have a person gets into all kinds of things. Is this is this a movie? Is this kosher? Is it not kosher? All of these diunim, all these things. What you're gonna find someplace the Rambam talks about that movie. The Rambam talks about that movie. It's ridiculous. But a person asks himself, I'm not I'm not asking the question, is it mutter or is it asr? Forbidden, permitted. I'm asking, is this something that is for the purpose of kivel elokim or not? Is this going to bring me closer to God? Or not, and then you'll see how big Yitzhar is to say, "Ah, oh, why does God care about this so much?" That's a big Yitzhar. God doesn't care about this. In other words, it's not here or there. It's not here or there. That's only because you want to do it. It's not here. If you ask the Chavetz Chaim, Chavetz Chaim is a shayla. Kevus Alakim comes from. But the person wants something, so then they can make up all kinds of games. And it should look like that. But that's where the problem is. That someone has to, you know, that a person first has to recognize this and to feel this. That what what's na kim to be honest and to ask himself, you know, we can answer, we can know, we're not up to this yet. That's okay. We work towards this. Doesn't we're not we're, doesn't mean we're all there, but we have to work towards that. You have to ask, is this the rotsan? Do I do I want what the what the Mr. Shams says I should want? Maybe I don't want that. Maybe I don't want to, maybe I just want to be nominally orthodox and to be part of the orthodox world and to be able to be in that society of orthodox Jews. But I'm not really, uh, I'm not, I don't have that rotsen for Kivis or Kim. That's not usually the people that I learn with. The people that are learning these things are because they want Kivis or Kim. So that 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 is that would be for, the, for everybody who's here that, that that wouldn't make sense to say such a thing. Everybody who's here and learning these kind of inyanim, it's because you want kirdesolakim. So if that's the objective, that's the goal. And the only problem is, do I live with that? Do I live with that, or do I forget someplace in the middle of the recipe? I get fablonjin. Either I either I start doing something else, or I don't follow it through. And instead of putting the cake into the oven, I put it outside. Or I, or I just I just get distracted. I get and I start doing things. That are not for the purpose, that have no that have no relationship 
to this cake, to baking this cake. Ella shekedela gilakach reishis sarf lahakimau hatayv b'chayim. We have to go back to the very simple question: What is what good is there in my life? What is the what is the reason that I'm here, and what is the ultimate good that can be achieved in my life? So it says in the Torah. Everyone else knows that passage. Hashem says, I've placed before you life and what's truly good and death and what's, eat and what's, what's bad. And you should choose life. In order that a person should make that choice, should make the choice to follow the directions to Yushalayim, to finish the recipe and to put the cake into the oven and to, and to get to the tachlis. It has to be clear to a person what is the taif, what is the ultimate good in my life? What's the ultimate good? What is the best I can do? What's the best I can do with my life? What's the ultimate good of my life? And the answer to that is never uh, to be a doctor or a lawyer, to be a, to be a housewife. That's not the, that. Those are things that a person does. That, that's, those are, as long as it's not as long as it's something which you're good at and it's not against Allah, then that's not that's not that's not the answer. Things that you want to do. It's the question of what is the ultimate toif of my life, regardless of what I do to make some money. What's the ultimate toif of my life? Page Ayin Gimel. Kol Echad Shalaymed as Divay Hamisos Anybody who learns Misil Sashar and takes it to heart knows that this is the truth of Torah. Knows what is true Taif, what is the true good of life. The heart feels the opposite of that. The heart, it's a problem. In my head, I'm reading the words of the Ramchal. And the Ramchal is telling us that according to the Torah, which is the truth of all truths, which as an Orthodox Jew, I believe in, according to the Torah, the ultimate good in life is staying focused on Yerushalayim. But why is it that in my heart, I don't feel that that's so good? I don't feel that that's so good. There are things that my heart wants that are absolutely clearly not Yerushalayim dick. Absolutely not. The heart, which in Golis is described by the Navi as being a heart of stone. In Golis, the heart is hard, it's stone-like. I mean, even in Golis, we could change it into a heart that's, that's soft, a lave basa. But the, the heart on its own, it's natural that when it, that by the that with the heart by that physical that nat, the natural physical desires are strong in the heart and take over the heart the natural things that a person enjoys with eating and so on and so forth sleeping whatever those things that are natural that that we have from the time that we're in this world like we're learning about in Shabbos, that the goof has that, the body has its tether. And we, we're comfortable with that, we know that. And, 
I remember that many years ago, there was an old friend of mine, a very funny guy, and and we were going together to a we were going together to another friend's chasna, and we were it was very far away, and um, it was getting late in the afternoon, uh, and we we got to the chasna, and as we walked in, we hadn't eaten anything that day, and as we got in, and it was very close to the chup, to the bedak and the chuppah, and and we we wanted something to eat. There was some food out. And just as we got in, and we, were, and we said, "No, so we're going to go." We got a fork and a plate. So they said, "Like, mincha, mincha," you know. So, and then you know, you knew that you only had five minutes to get the food, because then they then they come and they start taking everything. You know that sad time, and they start. You should be saying, "You know, they start walking away and everything." So. So, uh, you know, I just got the plate, and it was very, very fancy wedding. It was a very fancy thing with a lot of food, and you hadn't eaten anything. We were driving all day. And it was getting it was getting late. So, um, so I said to my, so we looked at each other, and they're like, you know, like, everybody ready is all full. The rest of the chavah did. And, uh, and we're just staying with an empty plate with a fork. And the guy goes, mincha, no, mincha, mincha. So uh, I looked at my friend, and I said, that's a mazel. You know, mincha could be, especially for chassidim, could be a half hour later also. It doesn't have to be, you know, right then. So my friend said to me like this, he said, listen, Maisha. He said, whether I'm going to think of God during mincha is not clear to me. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm going to enjoy those spirits over there. It's a hundred percent sure. <laughs> she said, in halacha, I think we say, ain't suffolk mites in the day which means that if there's a vade, there's something that's certain, and there's something else that's uncertain, you have to go with that which is certain. <laughs> so we were laughing, and he said, no, let's start a mencha. And of course, we missed, you know, we missed out on the day. We had something to eat, but like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, it wasn't anything like the smorgasbord. But that's how it is in life. And it's, and it's a person, a, a, a person, mamish, the, the Eilma Chaimer, look, what am I, do I enjoy, do I enjoy mencha as much as I enjoy the spirit? It sounds pathetic to make that comparison. So we all are officially saying, of course, of course, Mincha's What's the Shiloh's Mincha? But the, but the whole time you think, I can't, as you see him walking away with the sparrows. And he's saying, Atachin alam das But the Sadiqim, when they said a word to HaKadosh Baruch, it was more delicious than any, any food that you could eat in the world. Well, let's, that's not... I know something, but in my heart, I don't feel that that's the ultimate taif. And and how many times we try to do a mitzvah, and thank God we'll do the mitzvah, but we we would rather have not done it. All right, afterwards you feel good, because that's the way it is. When your neshama is happy, when you did the right thing. But the shasmaisa, you didn't really feel like that was a taif. The other choice was, I'm not even talking about a virus, you understand? A virus is well, a whole different world, a virus. What's taif? What's taif? So you have a friend that you know you became very very firm, and have you and, and and you have a friend that didn't become so firm, and you're talking and you're thinking I feel so bad. So why? Because that friend of mine, the way that she dresses and the way she spends her time, and she's got this boyfriend and that thing, and she goes here and she goes there. What a horrible miserable life. And you say, oh boy, I wish I'd be able to do that. You know? <laughs> boy, do I miss those days. And there's nothing wrong with being honest. Do I feel that the toiv that I'm living is bam is toiv? In my heart. Not that I say that it's toiv. But do I feel that it's toiv? Is that toiv? Is that, is that kivis or kimli toiv? Is that something that I live with? Bam is. 
It's a madriga to, to do the right thing, even if you don't feel it, of course. You always have to try to do the right thing. But that avoid of the rotsn of the rotsn of kivisulakim, of kivisulakim litoiv, have to come to that madriga. But the heart on its own wants other things. And the heart sees other things as being taiv and feels. I say that mincha is good, but I, but the taiv of the meal of the food, is more clear to me. It's it's more real to me. It's the teva of my body, and and the teva is something that I, of my body is what I've lived with my whole life. Look, I, I, intellectually and philosophically, I know that taiv is Yiddishkeit. But I, I, I don't feel that. Kolzman shodem lahevi yisatzim lamatzeshu mahavel beemesis kol inyaneha ilamazer. Until a person has come to that point where he where he sees very clearly the difference and he feels that the mincha is taif, the mitzvah, the chesed, the davening, the moment of learning is is taif. It's delicious. It's taif. And that the things of this world can't can't compare to that taif. And that God forbid those things that are wrong in life are the opposite of Tayyip. Even though the whole world says this is the best thing, if it's Nevair, it means it's like Tayyip. It's not good. And to feel that. As long as you don't feel, really feel, the Ramchal says, only this is the ultimate good. Anything other than kivas elokim, the closest to God, shiach shavuhu b'nei ha'adam l'tayv, that people will say is good, like they used to have in Israel. Imzatov zaosem. You ever hear of a company called Osem? So you had like you had a million of Israelis that were getting paid money, and they sat for three weeks in some room in Tel Aviv, and they finally came up with that ad. Imzaosem zatov. Imzatov zaosem. Remember they had one when I when I was a kid and I lived in Israel. So there was a there was a soda they called. It was called Kvins. Any of you remember that? That's a long time ago. It was called Kvins. And they had an advertisement. It was on every billboard, wherever you went. When I lived there, I'm talking about it. This is 1970. There was on every billboard. It said, Dor had jeans, Shote Kvins. Dor, the generation of jeans, drinks Kvins. And the Israelis, like, they were blown away by this. This was the <laughs> most clever advertisement that there was. So, that's the ultimate good, Osan. Awesome is what's awesome. Awesome is the stuff for soup. Or awesome, the the mandalach for the soup. Zetov, zetov. If a person, if a person's definition of taiv is not kivus elokim, so the Ramchal says, "Kozul zeshiach shavu ben eldam taiv." Anything else that you define as taiv, not to say you enjoy it, you can enjoy something that's not taiv. People enjoy things that aren't good for them. You never had onion wings and french fries and kishka and kugel. You can enjoy things that are not good for you. That doesn't mean it's good. Good means be'emes. It's taif. It's hevel narishkeit. Shav nita means it is shav. It's a lie. It's a deception. A deceptive mistake. Shav nita. You know that in your heart you feel that, that that's, you enjoy that. And therefore, you make the mistake by saying, if I enjoy it, it's good. But that's not true. A person can enjoy smoking, it's not good. He can enjoy drinking, it's not good. 
There are a lot of things a person enjoys, doesn't he? It's good. Toys. Your children, Mitzvah, all of you should be holy Jewish mothers. Your children, your children can tell on you what you know, what you believe is tight. You can't fool them. You can say all kinds of stuff, and you can make yourself sound religious, but the children can see what's tight. They can see what's tight. They can see what my mother thinks is tight. What she really believes is tight. They can tell. They can see the difference between how you talk on the phone about some some Narish kite or how you or how you saying uh, how you stand by candle lighting. They can tell, and they know. Oh, my mom, mommy, and my mother, tight. She says that this is the ultimate good. She tells me I better do good in yeshiva. I gotta do good in school. But I see what's tight by my mother. I could see what's tight. But my mother's definition, and they'll go with their mommy's definition of tight more than their daddy's. What the mommy feels is tight. The kid will want that's tight. That's the, and you can give all the speeches, and they go to school and hear a million speeches. What the mommy says is tough. That says what they see by the mother is tough. Is tough. Years ago, there was a chaver. It says there was a chaver that that there was a, a big, big World Series game. The last game, and the, the, the guys know that I'm a, a Yankee fan from when I was a kid. And it was the last game. They were always they were inviting me to come to watch the guys getting together to come to watch this. To watch the game, and I didn't go. But the last game, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna come a little bit at the end to be with the heaven to watch the game." I went to somebody's house, and it was a very, very tense situation there. The last game, and uh, there were a bunch of little kids there that came from with their fathers, and it was a, it was an unbelievably exciting time at the end of the game. It was, it, and and the whole. Eilam was going crazy, screaming, and, and, and it was ugly. So, so I went and I turned off the television set. And it was such a crisis of faith, because these are people who treat me very nicely and have a lot of their hearts. But at that, but I did something that's, it's unforgivable to do that, and and not only is it unforgivable, it's. It, 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 it's 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 the hate of, of what a, a nice person would do, a friend would do, and anyone can to to do such a thing. I turn off the television, and and they didn't know what to do because it was in the middle of the like pitch, you know, it was in the middle of the thing, the last inning was, and and I said, I'm going to turn it back on, I'm going to turn it back on one second. I just want you to look around and see what the children are watching. Take take note of what the children are all around you, what they're looking at. And if they don't see this by davening, that you're jumping and screaming by davening, there's something wrong. And I turned it back on. I said, here, watch the end. Which is a good way to ruin a nice uh, <laughs> evening out with the guys. So they never invited me back. <laughs> but that, I said, and I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy a good game. But what type? What's the type of your life? You have to ask yourself that, especially with children. But even without, you have to ask yourself, what do my kids see in me? I can't fool them. Doesn't make a difference how many drushes you give. They could see what's tight in a minute. They got you sized up. What's what do you feel is the tight? What does your heart warm over? What, what what makes you what makes you warm? What gets you? They could see, and they know that that's my mother's tight. That's my mother's tight. They could see what mood their mother's in. They could see what mood. What's the tight of my mother's life? And if the answer is not kivis or kim, so then there's a problem. Because because your stated goals and objectives 
are in great danger of not being met. Not by yourself and not by your children. Even though you could spend the rest of your life blaming schools, blaming teachers, blaming the blame, the world, the environment, whatever it is. Taif. It could be the simplest Jew in the world. Like Arabs, Aedes, and Babis were mostly simple Jews, but, the, but their children saw what was the Taif. Right? What was the Taif in their lives? Just one more second. She says, this world and the other world, the body and the soul, they're at odds with each other. Tsaris means like when someone's married to two to two women. From the Torah, you're allowed to marry them. Those are called Tsaris, Malach. You understand? What I don't have to explain why they're called Tsaris. <laughs> That's called Tsaris, Malach. Tsaris. So the Chavis Lavis says that this world and the next world are like Tsaris. They're vying over one person. They're fighting over one person. That's how it is in our lives. It, it's either either this or that. So what's our resolution to this? Our, our resolution is, I want to have both the best of both worlds. There's an expression like that. I want to have the best of both worlds. That's That's a very, very big deception. The best of both worlds it means you have nothing, not from either world. The one who says I want the best of both worlds has nothing, nothing. He doesn't. He doesn't have anything from the next world and from this world. He doesn't even enjoy it because he's thinking I should be wanting the other world. Doesn't have anything. Garnish the best of both worlds. It's a the is not a Jewish expression. The best of both worlds. That's not a Jewish expression. The best of both worlds. He says that's like bringing together fire and water. She says, Only in Shemaim, only in Shemaim, which is Asian Maim, can fire and water be brought together. A person can do that. Eilam has and Eilam Habba are tsaris with each other. That doesn't mean you, know, you shouldn't eat. It doesn't mean you shouldn't go on it to you. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a nice house. But it means to remember what the Tachlis is, to remember where Yushalayim is. And when it comes down to it, those choices that you make and what your children and what you see in yourself is the type of my life. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy a, a nice a nice uh, house. I enjoy a good meal, but that's not the type of my life. And in a and in a second, I give that up for type, for the real type of my life. The real type of my life is to be a Jew. Just give us a kid. And in a second, I, I play with these things, but that's not the type of my life. That's not the type. That's what we forget along the way. We know it intellectually, but we don't feel the kivus of the and because we don't feel it, and it's not filling our hearts, we forget. We get lost along the way. So, Bez Hashem, we're going to continue. We're going to continue um, after the summer. If, I don't know what the schedule is going to be like. I mean, that will be, be clarified, and and we're going to work very very hard on keeping our eyes on the road and our hands on the wheel. And halavai, we should. Get closer and closer to your shrine. That by the by the time it's, it, by the time we, we we get together again, we'll hopefully be in, in, a, in a very beautiful building, looking outside and seeing uh, seeing your shrine, not not seeing uh, Woodmere Boulevard or whatever. Okay.